Welcome to the Yesteryear Chronicles, where we delve into the fascinating events of history on this very date. I'm Adrian. And I'm Becca. You know, Adrian, they say history repeats itself, but in our case, we just repeat history. On this day in 1809, Mary Keyes became the first woman awarded a U.S. patent for her innovative method of weaving straw with silk and thread. This breakthrough was particularly significant as it came during a time when women had limited rights and opportunities. Key's invention not only boosted the American hat industry, but also opened the door for other women to receive recognition for their ingenuity. A trailblazer, indeed. Meanwhile, on May 5, 1886, the Bayview Massacre occurred in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Seven workers were killed when state militia fired upon a crowd of protesters demanding an eight-hour workday. This tragic event highlighted the tensions between laborers and authorities in the late 19th century, as workers fought for fair wages and better working conditions. A dark moment in labor history. Lastly, on this day in 1985, the Bitburg controversy took place when President Ronald Reagan visited a German military cemetery where members of the Waffen-SS were buried. The visit sparked outrage and protests, particularly among Holocaust survivors and their families, who felt that honoring the memory of SS members was a dishonorable and insensitive act. How did the Bitburg controversy affect U.S.-German relations at the time, and what was the general reception in the United States? The controversy strained the relationship between the two countries, but it also highlighted the lingering tensions over how to confront the legacy of the Holocaust and the complexities of post-war reconciliation. In the United States, the visit was met with widespread criticism from various sectors, including politicians, veterans groups, and Jewish organizations. The Reagan administration's decision to proceed with the visit, despite the backlash, led to further scrutiny of its handling of the situation. It's interesting to see how such a diplomatic decision could have far-reaching consequences and spark an important conversation about historical memory and reconciliation. Indeed, Becca. These events remind us of the complexities and nuances that often accompany the process of healing and moving forward from the dark chapters of history. Today, we take a closer look at the Battle of Puebla, which occurred on May 5, 1862, and is now celebrated as Cinco de Mayo. The conflict arose when Mexico, under President Benito Juarez, suspended interest payments to foreign debts. In response, France, Britain, and Spain sent naval forces to Mexico to demand repayment. While Britain and Spain negotiated with Mexico and withdrew their forces, France decided to invade and establish a monarchy under Maximilian of Austria. The Battle of Puebla was a significant victory for the Mexican army against the invading French forces, who were attempting to assert their dominance in the region. The Mexican army, led by General Ignacio Zaragoza, was significantly outnumbered and ill-equipped compared to the French yet they managed to hold their ground and defeat the French troops. Why was the victory at Puebla so important for Mexico, Adrian? The victory at Puebla was critical because it boosted Mexican morale and served as a symbol of resistance against foreign domination. It also delayed French plans, giving the Mexican government more time to strengthen its defenses. Although the French would eventually capture Mexico City and install Maximilian as emperor, the resistance continued and the French were ultimately expelled in 1867. As for the celebration of Cinco de Mayo, it commemorates the Mexican victory at the Battle of Puebla, and over time, it has evolved into a broader celebration of Mexican culture and heritage, especially in the United States. It's important to note, however, that Cinco de Mayo is not Mexico's Independence Day, which is celebrated on September 16th. It's fascinating to see how a single battle can hold such significance, and even give rise to an annual celebration. Thank you for sharing that with us, Adrian. You're welcome, Becca. 
The Battle of Puebla is a reminder of the resilience and determination of the Mexican people in the face of adversity, and it's a story worth remembering and honoring. Our second deep dive delves into the International Military Tribunal for the Far East, which was established on May 3, 1946, to prosecute Japanese war criminals after World War II. Following the model of the Nuremberg Trials in Europe, the Allies set up this tribunal to bring justice to those responsible for war crimes, crimes against humanity, and crimes against peace in the Pacific theater of the war. The trials, held in Tokyo, were presided over by judges from 11 Allied nations, including the United States, the Soviet Union, and China. In total, 28 high-ranking officials, including political and military leaders, were indicted and faced charges ranging from waging aggressive war to ordering inhumane treatment of prisoners of war and civilians. How did these trials compare to the Nuremberg trials in Europe, Becca? The Tokyo trials were similar in that they sought to hold individuals accountable for war crimes, but they also faced criticism for focusing primarily on Japanese leaders while largely ignoring the actions of other Axis powers. Additionally, some critics argued that the trials were an example of victor's justice, as the Allied powers defined and enforced the rules of the tribunal. Despite these criticisms, the trials were groundbreaking in their pursuit of accountability for war crimes and establishing a precedent for international justice. They lasted more than two years and ultimately led to the conviction of 25 of the 28 defendants, with seven being sentenced to death, including Hideki Tojo, the former prime minister of Japan. The legacy of the International Military Tribunal for the Far East is complex. While it played a crucial role in documenting and punishing war crimes committed during World War II, it also left a lasting impact on Japan's post-war development and reconciliation with its neighbors. The trials contributed to Japan's pacifist constitution and renunciation of war, shaping the nation's path toward recovery and its role in the international community in the years that followed. It's a testament to the importance of addressing the atrocities of war and working toward justice and reconciliation. Thanks for shedding light on this crucial moment in history, Becca. You're welcome, Adrian. It's essential to remember these events so that we can learn from the past and strive for a more just and peaceful world. On May 5, 1903, the influential culinary expert James Beard was born. He became a prominent figure in American cuisine authoring numerous cookbooks, teaching cooking classes, and hosting cooking shows that brought gourmet techniques into everyday American kitchens. A true pioneer in the world of food. In fact, the prestigious James Beard Awards were established in his honor, recognizing outstanding chefs, restaurants, and food writers every year. It's like the Oscars of the culinary world. That's right, Becca. The James Beard Awards have been instrumental in elevating the profile of talented chefs and culinary establishments across the United States. Winning or even being nominated for a James Beard Award can be a game-changer for a chef's career. And speaking of birthdays, the talented singer-songwriter Adele was born on May 5, 1988. With her soulful voice and powerful lyrics, she has captivated audiences worldwide, winning numerous awards, including multiple Grammys. A remarkable artist indeed, her songs have resonated with millions of people. Becca, do you have a favorite Adele song? Oh, that's a tough one, Adrian. There are so many great ones to choose from, but I think Rolling in the Deep has to be my favorite. Fun, 
Rolling in the Deep is a fantastic song, but I also enjoy the emotional depth of Someone Like You. Adele truly has a unique talent for conveying powerful emotions through her music. Lastly, on May 5, 1973, Secretariat set a record at the Kentucky Derby, winning the race with the fastest time in its history. Secretariat's legendary performance continues to inspire generations of horse racing enthusiasts. Not only did Secretariat win the Derby, but he also went on to win the Triple Crown, becoming the first horse in 25 years to achieve that feat. A true testament to the power of determination and skill. Secretariat's stunning achievements in horse racing have cemented his status as one of the greatest racehorses of all time, and his legacy lives on in the sport today. Absolutely, Becca. It's incredible to think about the lasting impact these individuals and achievements have had on their respective fields, inspiring future generations to pursue their passions and excel in their crafts. Thank you for joining us on this journey through history. We've covered Mary Key's groundbreaking patent, the Bayview Massacre, the Bitburg Controversy, the Battle of Puebla, and memorable moments in pop culture. As we wrap up, let's also take a moment to acknowledge the importance of Cinco de Mayo as a celebration of Mexican culture, heritage, and the spirit of resistance. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. See you tomorrow for more Chronicles of Yesteryear.